Joining us on the AT&T Hotline, AT&T, official sponsor, Stanley Cup champion, Boston Bruins, Barry Melrose. Joining us here, Barry, Mike, and Lou, how are you? Good, guys. How are you? It is banner night tonight, and we are fired up over the Garden, Barry. You coached a team that got all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals, and you look back in the, the accolades of the NHL, and it seems like in maybe more than other sports, harder to repeat in hockey than anywhere else. Why do you think that is, and do you believe that to be true? Well, I think a lot of it is that it's so hard to do. It's hard to do it two times in a row. Uh, you have three months off, uh, and then you're expected to get back and, and do the whole thing over again. And, and you've got a lot of guys that are still hurting from last season. Injuries are a big factor when you go that long in the playoffs. And, and it's just it's hard to get men to do that twice. It's hard to get them to, to commit twice that, that much effort, that much blood, that much sweat, that many tears. It's just really, really hard to do. A team that can repeat is special. And now with the salary cap issue, if you look, Boston's still basically the same team as last year. They added Corvu, they lost Caberlet. But if you look at every other team in the East, look at the Flyers, what they did. Look at Buffalo, what they did. Look at the Rangers, what they did. Look at, you know, Pittsburgh will have Crosby and Malcolm back. Look at Washington, what they did. Everybody in the East got a lot better, whereas, you know, because of the salary cap, Boston didn't do that. So that's another reason that, that it, it's tough to repeat is you can uh, fine-tune your team so quick with the salary cap. And we talk a lot about, you know, Stanley Cup hangover, shortened off season, things like that coming into this season. Maybe maybe that, that drive to achieve something you've never achieved is gone. Does the talk of just a hangover start to pay its toll, too, on some of these players talking about it being a distraction? Well, what happens is over the summer, you're not that focused on hockey. You're, you're focused on everything else. You're getting more interviews than you've ever had before. There's a good chance you got a raise, so you're making more money than you ever made before. Everybody wants to be your friend. Uh, you're a big man in town. You're a big man uh, in, back home, uh, maybe your workout suffered again, and you only got three months. Don't forget, some teams have been working out since April. Yeah. You know, you're basically working out since in July. You have two weeks off, and then you, you start working out again. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's a problem also. And focus. Uh, as you said, the, you, winning it the first time is the hardest. Uh, you know, you know, so you, you lost that drive, you lost that fire, and you start thinking that Chicago is a great example. Chicago wins the Stanley Cup. They think they can win without working. They barely make the playoffs the next year. So, you know, mentally it's very tough, as I said, to get those guys to do the little things and do the hard things over and over again to do it a second time in two straight years. Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing, Barry, that there's only three really key players in in Ryder and and Caberlet and Recchi off this championship team from last year, and only three basically new guys will be part of a team trying to repeat? a good thing uh you know uh um, a winning team special a winning team love each other a winning team can't wait to see each other i can guarantee you uh, the happiest day these guys had in the summer when they got back together for training camp uh the saddest day is when they left last year after the stanley cup playoffs were over uh they love being together uh, a bad team they hate each other they don't need, they don't want to see each other again uh they hate training camp because they got to see all the guys they don't like again whereas the bruins can't wait to see each other again so when you're add, only adding three players uh, you know, you're going to keep that camaraderie. You're going to keep that team uh, work together. Uh, you know, there were three good players. They all played big roles in in uh, the Stanley Cup win. They all played well. They all scored some big goals. But, you know, it's time for Tyler again to have a bigger role. It's time for the younger players to have bigger roles. Uh, so losing fewer players is a good thing. And, and what happens a lot of times to a winning team is uh, their players become more uh, coveted. Uh, so Boston was also lucky that not a lot of their players uh, had reached free agency. You mentioned Tyler Sagan. I think a lot of people saw flashes of him, especially last year in the postseason. He's still a young kid. What do you, in your mind, what does he have to do to maybe get to that next level this year? He's got to be. He's just got to mature. You look at uh, James Van uh, Van Riemsdyk for Philly. 
uh, he became Philly's best player this year in the playoffs. That enabled them to move Richards and Carter. Uh, you know, uh, but just maturity, uh, strength-wise, uh, mentally and physically, learning what it takes to win, learning what it takes to compete every night, learning to play when you're tired, learning to play uh, the, th- the third game in five nights uh, on the road when you're tired. That's what a professional does, and, and he's got to become a professional. Uh, he's a great talent. He showed that during the playoffs. He scored some beautiful goals. But, you know, doing it once every four or five games is easy. Uh, doing it every night. On the road, at home, that's when you become a professional, and that's what Tyler, Tyler Sagan has to become. We're talking ESPN's Barry Melrose. Banner night tonight for the Bruins. NHL season gets underway. Tim Thomas is approaching 40 here, Barry. Uh, he had hip surgery last year, came in, had the best year of his career. Is there anything in your mind that should make Bruins fans be weary about Tim Thomas uh, maybe taking a step backwards uh, this year, trying to defend this cup? No, I, I love Timmy Thomas. I love his makeup. This guy... What he's went through to get here, he's never going to take anything for granted. You know, it's different for a kid that was a star in junior and then a star in pro, came right to the NHL. Timmy Thomas didn't do that. He, he paid a price to get to the NHL. He's never going to take this for granted. He's never going to take uh, being in shape for granted. He's a professional, and, and he wants this, and, and he wants it to last as long as he can. Uh, he'll stay in shape. He'll be ready to go. And, and don't forget, you've got a very good backup in Tuka Raff. So, uh, you, you know, you can play Tuka more this year than you did last year, maybe give Timmy a little bit more rest. But I have no uh, worries about Timmy Thomas being ready to play and having a great season. I wanted to get your take on Brandon, Brandon Shanahan's like new approach maybe to you know, as far as showing video to players and, and maybe responding to the news and the media and the players about what's an illegal hit, what's not an illegal hit. Well, first off, I'm a proponent of, of every hit to the head being illegal. I think the NHL's come to that. I think in one, two, or three years, that's what you'll see. Uh, if you listen to the explanations, Brendan's doing a great job. He's putting the hammer down. But, you know, he sounds like a lawyer when he's describing these hits. Well, this guy dropped his head six inches. You know, it happened the last moment, things like that. Uh, too many gray areas. You know, just, just make it a hit to the head's illegal. Uh, the onus is on the hitter, not the hitty. I know the player with the puck should have his head up, and that's part of the game. But we can't have Mark Savard out for the rest of his life. We can't have questions if Sidney Crosby's ready to play. Uh, I'm all for physical hockey. I want to see the hitting kept in. But we can't be losing our great players. To you know, Paul Korea, Korea was cut short because of a concussion. Eric Lindros' career was cut short because of concussions. We can't lose our great players uh, because of headshots. Take them out of our game. Make it a black and white rule. Uh, that's what I think the NHL is going to, and I think we'll see that within a couple of years. Barry, nine preseason games, losses, suspension, 31 regular season games, and almost a million dollars in fines. How have the players responded? The guys you've talked to, what do they think of the way it was uh, reprimanded and it was policed here in the preseason? I think everyone's pretty happy. I think uh, everyone realizes it's a problem. Everyone realizes what I just said. We can't have our great players out of our game because of head injuries. I think everybody's very receptive to it. Uh, and, you know, some guys are going to learn quicker than others. But, you know, it's, it's, it's going to take uh, – uh, when you're going at a guy and you see he's vulnerable, you're, you know, you're going to have to maybe make sure you hit him in the chest. You, you just can't flirt with hitting him in the head, things like that. You can't take the chance. So I, I think that's, that's a good thing. But I think overall the vast majority of players in the NHL are in favor of, of really being careful with head injuries. Barry, throughout the entire Stanley Cup, every analyst looking at this Bruins team sitting there saying, at some point this power play has to turn around. At some point they've got to score a power play goal. We're going to look at it this year, and if they're not not very productive in that power play, people are going to say, well, they won a Stanley Cup without it. Was that the norm? (laughs) Well, I I think if they're going to repeat, the power play's got to get better. 
Uh, and it should get better. Uh, you know, Sagan's a year older. Uh, Luchik is a year older. Uh, you know, Corvo uh, uh, can play the point in the power play. He's got a rocket of a shot. Uh, you know, it should be a good power play. It shouldn't. It's not a great power play. It'll never be a great power play. But it should be an adequate power play. You know, 15, 18 percent. I, I envision Boston being there. Uh, you know, probably scoring bigger goals more than a lot of goals. But uh, you know, if you're going to repeat, it can't be. Uh, talking about scoring one goal in a playoff round. Barry, last one for me. This Bruins team acknowledges there is a target on their back having won the Stanley Cup. Might not be a bigger target than on anyone. Number 63, Brad Marchand. He talks a big game. He had a big goal-scoring year last year. What different is he going to see out there on the ice this year heading into uh, a sophomore season with the Bruins? Well, his name will be circled on the board now. Last year they didn't know who he was. Uh, you know, this year he's, he, he, they know he's a good player. They know he's he's a Max Talbot. You know, he's a Carcillo, that type of player. Uh, he's a 20-goal scorer, too. Uh, so this guy's a very talented agitator, and, and that's when you really got something special, and he is special. He's a, he's a, he changes the game. He makes people mad. He gets his team fired up. He gets the other team fired up. Uh, so, uh, But now, you know, they know he's a good player. He's not just a, a yapper anymore. He's just not a, a guy that uh, gets under your skin. Uh, he's a guy that can change the game. So, uh, they know him now. He'll get a lot more attention, and uh, you know uh, they'll respect him a lot more. But now he's got to do it every night. He's got to be a guy that plays two years in a row. Uh, we've uh, we've seen a lot of sophomore jinx over the years. It's easy to do it one year. Uh, you know, let's see if he can do it two years, three years. That's when you become a professional. As I mentioned, the same thing about again. What's the Barry Melrose Cup pick? Uh, I I think uh, I'm picking the Chicago Blackhawks for Ooh. the same reasons we just talked about. I think Chicago got a wake up call last year. They tried to win without working. Uh, will beat skill. The Boston Bruins are a great example of that. And uh, the will of Chicago was weak last year. I think the players they went out and added, the O'Donnells, the, the Monadors, the, the Brunettes, are, are gritty sandpaper veterans that, that uh, play well in the playoffs. So I think Chicago, uh, and they got Corey Crawford now. they got a proven goaltender. Uh, he proved that he, he's a good NHL goaltender. And they still got that nucleus of great talent. So uh, I, I like the Chicago Blackhawks. Barry, great stuff as always. Appreciate your work on ESPN. Love talking hockey with you. We'll talk to you throughout the season. And I'd like to say hello to Billy Fairweather and all my friends over at the Greatest Bar. I'm sure they'll have a big uh, uh, party going tonight to celebrate the Bruins raising the banner. <laughs> oh, That's a safe everywhere. bet, Barry Melrose. That's a safe bet that Billy and the boys will be out there. Uh, everyone around that uh, place will be crazy. Fan Fest will be at Hurricane O'Reilly's and Billy and his boys as well.